0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the number 1 sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host Drake Tharp. Welcome back to episode number 26, and that's a beautiful number. That is the number I wore in high school for football. Really brings me back, you know, stepping on that turf, nothing like it. Speaking of the turf, we had a lot of news, trades, the quarterback carousel kind of going uh around the league in the last week or so it seems to be right after i seem to post any sort of video they just like to go hay or wire with the trades so great timing thanks guys um yeah so we had a kind of quarterback carousel um you know guys hopping off teams going to different ones swip swaps all around um you know we kind of saw a quarterback carousel with the nfl draft over the last year uh with the trey lance trevor lawrence zach wilson seems like Mac Jones, seems like a lot of guys needed quarterbacks. We really didn't know where everyone was going to go. Um, but, you know, here here we are, free agency, and it seems like another carousel has taken place in the circus. Um, I'm going to go through each quarterback destination. There was, there was three big ones that happened. There's one still to come, kind of with the Baker Mayfield situation. But I'm going to go through the three with Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Deshaun Watson. I'm going to basically give my take on what it is for each team. Now, so, uh, the Colts traded for Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan has proven himself to be a stealthy quarterback. He has an MVP under his He led the Falcons to a Super Bowl. He seems to be a guy that's been, you know, not in the elite category, but kind of in the better-than-average category. Matt Ryan, you know, he's 30, 30 almost 35. Um, he's a decent quarterback still. He threw 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions last year, on a 67 completion percentage rate. It's a solid pickup for the Colts, but it's a bad look for the Colts at the same time. Ever since Andrew Luck retired, they've had five quarterbacks in the last five years. Uh, They can't find the franchise guy, it seems. They've thought Carson Wentz. They went through Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Matt Ryan now. It's an odd way to build a franchise to continue to swap quarterbacks. Matt Ryan is definitely an upgrade from Carson Wentz, though. But to have five different quarterbacks in five years for the Indianapolis Colts, giving up a third-round pick for a guy who's 35, it doesn't look too good. They seem to have everything else figured out with the run game. Jonathan Taylor be- became you know kind of a wild-card guy to build around over last season. He didn't really think he was going to be a top-two running back, but he was uh you know receiving core solid Michael Pittman Jr. T.Y. Hilton still is there they have solid guys on the receiving core great defense it seems like they had one of the best defenses in the league toward the midseason they you know besides quarterback they have it all built around they've solid head coaching who was actually very high on Carson Wentz before you know the trade happened if you watch the hard knock series on HBO you know that Frank Reich was very high on Carson Wentz now to trade for Matt Ryan who's 35. Uh you, you know, you got to be thinking Colts, is this a bridge quarterback situation for them? It's honestly a bad look. They need to find the franchise guy. I don't like the trade for them. Yeah, especially, you know, a third-round pick, kind of valuable. You can find some good talent in the third round. I don't I don't like it for the Colts at all. But now the Falcons, Marcus Mariota. This is something we haven't seen Marcus Mariota play in to like starting role in about I mean, he's had a few roles on the, on the Raiders a few games. But other than that, Marcus Mariota, we haven't seen him since his Titans stint. Marcus Mariota, you know, he's he's a good RPO guy. He knows how to use his legs. He's got a good, a good medium pass. He's not the best deep ball thrower. Uh, but, you know, something for the Falcons. It's another bridge. They know what they're doing. At least they gave up Matt Ryan, who's arguably the best player in Falcons history. They gave up. They did it at the right time. They gave him up. Uh, obviously, using Mariota as a bridge quarterback situation, which I like. I, I think they might go after someone like Malik Willis in the draft, someone who's more mobile, someone to build around. Some I mean, it might not be this year, but they're definitely using Mariota as a bridge situation. So I think Atlanta, as bad as their team was, I think they know what they're doing here. Uh, you know, Mariota, salt. He was pretty solid for the Titans. Not he didn't have insane like passing yard stats, like close to. 4,000, I think he was close, maybe three th- in that 3,000 mark. Didn't throw a lot of passing touchdowns, but didn't throw a lot of interceptions. So he's a good conservative guy to have as a bridge quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz, traded from the Colts, now in Washington. I think this is good for Washington. Simi- similar situation as the Colts, just different coaching. Uh, you know, Washington hasn't gone through five quarterbacks in five years. Obviously an upgrade from Taylor Heineke. They're similar in the fact that they have a good solid defense built around them. Good receiving core, good running back like Gibson, like Jonathan Taylor. I like this for Washington. Uh, I don't, I really don't see this as a bridge situation as long as Wentz produces and they make maybe a wild card spot. Washington was one of my wild wild card teams picked uh, before the 2021 season started. I thought, you know, they made a good strong run run at the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Uh, I, I I like this pickup for them. Heineke obviously not the greatest quarterback. It's an upgrade. It's something they needed. They have a lot of things good going for them defensively and uh, skill positions-wise. They have a good, solid coaching uh, staff with Ron Rivera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I like this pickup for them. And last but not least, Deshaun Watson. If you remember last episode, we talked about Deshaun Watson's best trade destinations. Number three on the list was the Browns. I said, you know, this would work out amazingly for them, and I'd, I'd stick by that. This is an amazing trade for the Browns. If RPOs run pass option plays like... Uh, zone reads etc worked in Houston with Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde this offense on paper should thrive with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt Uh, this makes them a contender right away if they were contending with Baker Mayfield in the divisional round against the Chiefs nearly beating them two years ago they took a step back last year but now they have the guy they want to lean on they know there's no there's no uncertainty there at quarterback. There's no uncertainty on future. Um, obviously, the locker room's a lot different. You got Amari Cooper now, starting receiver role. A great two back combo still with Chubb and Hunt. Uh, this offense should definitely thrive. Deshaun Watson is a playmaker. And if he was doing it in Houston with guys like Brandon Cooks, uh, who, I mean, Hopkins was there, but there's a lot better talent now that he's built around uh, rather than stuck in Houston post Hopkins trade I mean he really didn't have any a ton of skill players after you know uh DeAndre Hopkins left in in Houston so Deshaun Watson he's got skill players all around him there's no reason he should fail on paper now that Deshaun Watson's in the AFC we're going to take a look at our top five AFC quarterbacks and assist the list with Drizzy anywho so, we're going to start at number five here. I got Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson shadowing fifth place. He's at six. I got Justin Herbert at fifth place. Justin Herbert, very solid guy, obviously shown. He's one of the best accurate ball throwers in the league. Uh, You know, he's the franchise guy for the Chargers. I like him a lot. Number four, I got Watson himself. Watson in Cleveland now. I still think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. He can basically do it all. Number three, Russell Wilson, obviously, in uh, Denver. Denver. I think, you know, same situation. They had everything figured out except the quarterback situation. They have great skill players. Now they got Wilson. Number two, Josh Allen, obviously. Uh, Josh Allen, I, I saw a list from, uh, I forget the analyst's name on ESPN. He had Josh Allen at number four. Uh, that's ridiculous. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the two most elite quarterbacks in the AFC. They've met in the AFC title game two years ago and in a divisional round last year. They're putting their teams you know, over the hump. A lot of these quarterbacks aren't doing that right now. Herbert, you know, missed the playoffs. So, (laughs) I mean, it's only been two years, but, I mean, these guys have already put their teams over the hump and, you know, putting up insane stats, making the most insane throws you can see. So, number two, Allen, I got number one, Mahomes. Those are my top five quarterbacks in the AFC. Speaking of AFC quarterbacks, the quarterback's still in the Browns, sitting in the backup role currently, which he probably is it's killing his ego baker mayfield uh he's on the move we know it but suitors it's kind of hard to find one right now apparently uh where will baker go question mark i don't know um i got my top three spots for baker right now apparently a lot of teams aren't you know crazy about him but here's my three best suitors for him Number three, I got the Texans. You know, I don't think Baker is going to be enthralled by the fact of going to Houston, but this gives a building ground for a developing passing offense. I mean, we saw a few games where Davis Mills put up around 300 yards. That's, you know, that's really solid for a third-round pick. If uh, Baker was there. I'm d- guessing he would do a decent a decent job there. He f- uh, Another thing is he fits the Southern culture. Uh, Oklahoma guy, everybody down south loves Baker Mayfield except, you know, folks from Texas, but, you know, he fits the culture. Only 20, he's only 26 years old, so he could give the Texans a building ground for the future. Um, I, I, if a team wants to rebuild around Baker and he's down for that, I think it's perfect. Um, you know, Pittsburgh was a cor- you know a destination spot for Baker before they signed Mitchell Trubisky because they seemed to have it all—the uh, Super Bowl caliber defense, the skill players. All they needed was a quarterback to get over that hump. I mean, they made the wild card round. I'm guessing Baker Mayfield would put him over 500 for sure. But number three, I got the Texans. Number two, I got the Falcons. Kind of the same situations, same situation as the Texans. Marcus Mariota is not a franchise guy. Uh, you know, I, th- they'll roll with him this year. But I think the Falcons should have gone after Baker. They will find more weapons and develop defense over the years. They're uh, the uh, most mock drafts we're seeing right now for the NFL first round. Falcons taking a receiver. Uh, I, you know, Baker Mayfield, another sa- same situation with Houston. They could develop in Atlanta get more weapons young he's only 26 i i I have to think that a team that's going to trade for baker mayfield baker mayfield is going to want him as their franchise guy uh that that's the only situation i see so i mean have him there for 10 years uh number one i got the seahawks this is the highest favorite for sure i think it's a no-brainer here baker mayfield if you watch him play he plays a lot like russell wilson uh he's a good scrambler good you know sidearm thrower kind of crossbody thrower while they are rebuilding they have the weapons for baker dk metcalf and tyler lockett those are two very good weapons this would give seattle a franchise guy obviously drew lock isn't going to be that guy for them if they want to go the bridge quarterback situation they can go drew lock but if they want their franchise guy now and which i doubt they think they can contend for a super bowl right now but hey baker mayfield sitting right there put put a package together i'm with suitors falling out, I think they should wait on it, but if Seattle wants to go for Baker, he's right there. I mean, it would give him their franchise guy. Uh, he plays a lot like Russell Wilson. I don't know how Pete Carroll and Baker Mayfield would get along, but I'm guessing, you know, it, would, it wouldn't be the worst thing. It would be better than Drew Locke, that's for sure. Um, yeah, those are my top three landing spots for Baker Mayfield. He's obviously on the move. We will see where he goes, but those are my three Texans, Falcons, and Seahawks. We'll talk about Von Miller's tra- uh, free agency contract with the Buffalo Bills, shall we? Uh, six years, nearly over. It's over a hundred million dollars. Six years at thirty-two years old. Are you kidding me? What the hell are they thinking? They are obviously desperate for a pass rusher after that divisional round against Patrick Mahomes. They got to think, oh, if we just had a little pressure on them in those last nineteen seconds, they would have gotten a field goal down down the stretch and won in overtime. That's probably what they're thinking. But Von Miller, you're you're thinking to yourself, he's going to get paid $30 million at age 38 in six years. I'll be 25. I might have a child by then. And Von Miller's still going to be on the bills making $30 million. I don't like the contract at all. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. I, I, I saw the contract details. It was like quarterback money. At 32 years old, outside linebackers don't stop developing after like 29, and then they've peaked. Look at Khalil Mack. Look at DeMarcus Ware. Now, Von Miller, that is the worst contract signing I've seen in a long time. I mean, he's on the Bills. He'll provide solid pass rush. But for six years, that's going to hurt their cat bad. I was I literally have the note here, Von Miller, and then a pinpoint, what the hell? I was just going to freestyle this, and I am because I didn't know what I was going to say about it. But I don't understand the signing at all. I understand the signing, but not for the cash. I'll tell you that. Von Miller, six years, $120 million at age 32. Tell me what you think in the comments down below. I don't know. Uh, with the finale of the show, it's kind of a short one. Not too many groundbreaking sports news besides NFL free agency. We're going to talk about the the NBA regular season. And, you know, honestly, it sucks right now. Um, you know, just watching games, I'm getting just a negative vibe from just, you know, the overall morale of the players, morale of the fans, I feel like this season, the NBA season is being drugged out for way too long. Uh, we're seeing guys drop 60, and while it's historical, this goes to show there's the defense isn't there. They're not playing passionate. They're not playing. It's they're not not playing like it's a playoff game. Obviously, it's the regular season. But when you have 82 regular season games, players are gonna play half ass all the time. 50%, 25%. They're gonna play at those levels. Load management too. Um, you buy tickets to see your favorite team. And say Kawhi Leonard sitting for the Clippers. I mean, it sucks. And that becomes announced two days before. Uh, also, the fans have ve- been very just negative and terrible towards players as of recent. The fans have made it suck. Um, two days ago, I saw a video of Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, he was suited up, well, kind of in street clothes, kind of dress wear. Kid was speaking about his dead grandmother and he rightfully smacked the phone out of the kid's hand and you know I hear fans cheer as much as I've been critical on Russell Westbrook I would never scream at him at a game and tell him he sucks like like fans are being very negative it sucks um I just get an overall negative feeling when I just anything about the NBA regular season it's it's just not the best right now. NBA players' morale is low besides, you know, those on top right now. The effort isn't there. 25-50% is what player's going. The defense is pitiful. Load management, the 82 games is too long. The fans are negative Nancy's and douchebags, et cetera, et cetera. My petition starts now to, to lower the regular season to at least 52 games. Um, yeah, it, it would make the games more meaningful, uh, you know, playing back-to-back games a night is just stupid. Um, I feel like, you know, and we'll see, guys, you know, that whole 10-day contract dealio where guys were getting signed 10-day contracts like none other. Like, it, it, it really takes off the difficulty of, I mean, people have said the NBA skill gap is the greatest gap in sports. Like, any college player will get smoked by an NBA player, obviously. But, you know, those 10-day contracts kind of made it seem like, you know, we'll take anyone off, you know, off the G League roster because of COVID right now. And if we didn't have those 82 games a season, we wouldn't see those 10-day contracts being handed out like that. I didn't, I think it hurt the NBA for sure. There's overall just a negative morale all around the league. Yeah. Points I stated before, but that is my petition. 52 games. How, how about that number? It's even. Won't make people's OCD go crazy. I like it. I think lowering the games by 30 would make it more meaningful, would make players play harder. Uh there wouldn't be too much load management, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um yeah, I just, you know, I just see it and it's always something ne- some negative connotation on any headline regarding the NBA. Fan chirps at Westbrook tells him he sucks. Yusuf Nurkic throws phone uh fans phone across arena. Uh Dwight Draymond Green gets tech because referee it, in and the whole referee situation the league has become soft. You can't really do anything without getting a tech like hard defense or just expressing your opinion at this point. It's just, it's a soap opera. It's a soap opera at this point. And I, I don't know. I don't know if lowering the game count would do really do anything, but it would definitely make, you know, prime time mean something like prime time NBA games. I don't know. Well, that's my, that's my final take of the show. Um, kind of a slow sports day besides, you know, free agency that's happened. Um, yeah, but anyway, thank you for watching episode number 26. I'm trying to keep these shorter, you know, like these 15-minute stints. I don't want to keep you around all day. I'll give my opinions. I'm not going to drag shit out, etc. cetera. Um, I've said etc. cetera probably like 80 times this episode. 80 times. Anywho. Uh, I will see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you for watching, and have a good week, everybody. Peace.